0: Hi, I'm Nigel Baker, and you're listening to The Future Financial Advisor. We're running this podcast to create an avenue for advisors to share their thoughts and their their best interests, and really trying to attract those advisors who want to take the industry forward. What we want is great businesses are really making a difference, and really making a big impact to their clients, and we want to know how they're doing it. So in this series, we're going to be discussing the latest digital platforms, some best practices, evidence-based investing strategies. We want to give financial advisors the tools they need to help more investors improve their financial wellbeing. So if you're ready to take the industry forward, modernize your advisory practice and reach a new generation of investors and the new generation of advisors, then this show is for you. So all our recordings and podcasts are general advice. All the content, all the people interviewing here, it's all their own opinions and all their own views. In no way does it constitute any personal advice or recommendations. If you need specific advice, please go and seek an advisor. Thanks very much. Hi, welcome to today's podcast. Um, Today, we've got our advisors from the team here, uh, Josh Smythe and Nick Andrews, and and they're going to explain and and talk about their experiences as as new advisors in the industry and what they've experienced for the last couple of years. They came into the industry just as COVID started. They went into lockdown. Markets tumbled 30% straight away. Then they came back. uh, They came back into the office, started meeting lots of clients, and now they're having to, this year, having to, meet clients and explain the last couple of years and then seeing not just equities fall but bonds fall and, and a really tough year in markets, one of the toughest years we've seen in a long time. Um, so I thought it'd be really fascinating for for advisors and, and of all ages, but particularly maybe some younger advisors to, to listen in to Josh and Nick as they really openly share their their thoughts over the last year or two. Um, and also explain the philosophy and how perhaps they, um, they challenged that and thought about that over, over the last period uh, and what they've learned, uh, what worked from a, t- a communication point of view, perhaps what didn't. Um, and, yeah, I think, again, this is, it's a really interesting um, conversation. Um, they answer it very honestly. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, please make sure you um, ask any questions, uh, like our podcast for us, that'd be great, uh, and reach out to us on our, on our contacts hope you enjoy. Cheers. Hi, everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm really excited today to have Josh and Nick from the team on here today for today's podcast. How are you, guys?
1: Good, thanks, Nigel. Yeah, well, thanks, Nigel. How are you? You're good.
0: Yeah, good. hope you're excited to be uh, interviewed. So um, a lot's been going on this year. And um, today, I particularly want to talk about the journey that we've had this year from the start of the year to the finish and what's been going on in markets and, and really what I want. For you to share is your experience being, you know, relatively new. You've been in the industry a a couple of years now and how you found that as a, as a, you know, coming into industry, how you found the experience talking to clients about it. Um, if you had any concerns throughout it, if you totally lost faith in the philosophy midway through and thought, this is, this is rubbish. Let's, let's get out of here. Obviously markets are going to stay down or we're in the wrong thing. So yeah, so that's, um, that's a point of today. And I hope that's, um, that's helpful for, you know, clients who watch this or other advisors or, whoever else and I think your insight. So, just a conversation, but um, yeah, I thought I'd open up just with a question and say, you know, you've been in the industry a couple of years. How did you? How did you find this year? How did you? Looking back now, um, what's the experience been like?
1: Yeah, it's quite interesting because you know we sort of entered the industry, you know, June 2020, and we saw that's really when the market started to pick up after the, the steep declines of COVID in, in March. So. You know, we entered the industry where we've got these, you know, ridiculous gains in the market, um, and then we've sort of come into this sort of year where it's the complete opposite and we're seeing these massive declines. So... You know in client meetings, it was quite easy at the start of our journey. Everyone was super happy because performance was great. The market sort of took care of that um by itself. but now we're in this different situation where you know markets aren't doing so well uh, and you've really had to switch into gear and you know use all that knowledge that we have accumulated over the last couple of years um, and put it into practice so it's been interesting, but I think we've seen the highs and the lows in only a short couple of years, so I think it's going to serve us well moving forward I've
0: seen it all. Massive volatility in a few years. Um, yeah, and a good experience. Good experience to get through a tough year as well. Yeah, the, the good years are, in a way, easier, but they, they're challenging in their own right. But um, but when you have to face a client who's you know looking at a minus seven, minus eight, minus nine percent, and in dollar terms that can be a couple hundred thousand dollars. It's not not an easy conversation.
2: Yeah, it's interesting you say that, Nigel, because. Not that we were preparing for this podcast, but we were having a conversation before we uh, before we started today. And and that's exactly it. Obviously, it's much easier to have a conversation with the client when they're up 7% as opposed to down. But I actually found one of the sort of um, parts of this year was sort of placing more emphasis on the material that you bring to those meetings. And that's something that we spoke about earlier, Josh, about how much we, you know, we've prepared some slide decks and sort of tried to gather sort of different various pieces of data that would try and, um, you know, provide comfort to clients in these situations. And not to say those conversations are easier, they've been, some of them have been quite difficult, but it's just because of that emphasis there, some of those conversations is not to say more prepared, but almost like we've had more material to work with.
0: And um, did you, were you surprised or, you know, how clients responded? Or was there, Did you go into some of those meetings and come out of it and go, oh, that was a bit different to how I thought it might go? Like, tell me about some of those thoughts, I suppose, those feelings before you went into a meeting and um i mean i still get nervous sometimes going to some of those meetings after doing 20 years or and coming out of it did you feel like well you know, i was just interested to see what your what your what your emotions were like trying to uh, trying to manage that
1: yeah i think it's it was interesting you always wonder you know what they're thinking and obviously preparing to go into a meeting we can see the performance and we can see as you say you know you know the couple of hundred thousand dollars negative um and the clients obviously privy to that as well so you you know you sort of do work up this Um, I suppose it's emotion in yourself going, you know, what are they going to say? Um, But as soon as you get into that that meeting and as Nick says, you just, you have that material and you know, you've got the knowledge and the communication and the data to support the philosophy, um, they're they're completely understanding of that. And they walk out of there probably happier than they've ever been during a positive market because, you know, (laughs) they realize the value in that relationship um, during these, you know, more volatile times, I think.
2: Yeah, I would much, much agree. I think, you know, going back to that point I was making earlier, I think in times like this, we've almost been able to express the underlying investment philosophy in a more detailed way. Um, and I think, as you said, Josh, I think that's actually provided um, probably more comfort than we would have um, previously thought in some situations. Um, obviously, you know, there is some situations where clients have been a little bit caught up in the numbers, but, um, but you know, that's only natural. Every client's going to react differently. Um, but uh, as you said, Josh, you know, Kind of understanding the differences in in uh, the, the situations and being well equipped to sort of deal with wherever the conversation goes.
0: Yeah, and, and how do you how do you think the clients uh, have coped overall? I mean, I mean, obviously everyone's a bit different, but do you think, as a as a generalisation, do you, do you think it's sort of been a you know they're just hanging in there and hoping that this all ends, or, or or they appear quite comfortable?
1: I think it's I think there's two sides of it. I know Nick and I were just discussing earlier when we weren't preparing for the podcast that. Uh, it was sort of a bit of radio silence at the beginning there. It was a bit sort of like, is anyone watching the the, the news or are they turning on the TV at night? Are they, are they seeing what's happening? Because we didn't really, the phone wasn't really off the hook. Um, but we got to a point, obviously a few calls started coming through as the volatility continued throughout the year. Um, but overall, I think only maybe ten percent of the client base have really had to have that coaching—you know, you know—calls a few times a week or whatever it may be to get them through this period. But overall, I think the clients have handled it pretty well, and a few of them have actually seen it as a buying opportunity and and that opportunity as it is. So I think, you know, every client's different, but I think there's been a range um, of a, of responses to this type of market. But overall, I think you know because they've all been educated and have been on the journey most of them for so many years now um they've been able to really ride this short-term volatility without much hand-holding
2: yeah and i think a big part of that um you know, which we definitely felt that sort of silence at the beginning of when the market downturn started but i think a big part of that probably stems back to us being proactive in making those communications being sent to them as opposed to us coming to them for them um obviously nigel you've always done Lot of work with the videos and other various sort of client updates and emails and sending out blogs. And I think uh, potentially that might have, you know, caused a little bit of that silence as well because they were already finding so much comfort in those pieces of material that they didn't, not all of them anyways were needing to sort of reach out and call up and sort of have the discussions that they were actually getting from the material we're providing.
0: Yeah, yeah, good. I mean, I think we do get a lot of good feedback around those, the, the, the updates often. I think we could maybe, maybe even do more, but they seem pretty comfortable with those messages and. Is there anything that um I suppose yeah what you've seen particularly worked with client meetings or and perhaps what doesn't work, um, yeah, from, from the last year that, you know, is probably relevant in all situations, but particularly in a in what's been a pretty volatile year?
1: The data and the the materials that you prepare for these meetings, I think has been the most valuable piece. And I think it's it's not, you know. Uh, essays, it's more visual data. It's PowerPoint presentations um, that you can sit down there with a the client face-to-face and talk them through it in a visual format that's easy for them to digest and easy for them to understand because a lot of these concept, uh, concepts rather can be quite complicated. So preparing it in a format that's easy for them to digest um, and understand, I think, has been very important and I think that's been the most uh, valuable tool and to date from our client base, we've had a few of these meetings where clients have said, well, what do we do? You know, interest rates are at 4% now, why don't I just jump out straight into cash and then we'll just all, you know, place, it, put it all into term deposits, but no one's actually gone forward with that because once they see the data, they see the philosophy and it's presented in a visual, visual way for them that they can understand. Um, I think that's been the most powerful tool so far. Yeah,
2: and I think, um... You know, I think with all those materials we've prepared, as with our underlying investment philosophy, we're always focusing on historical data. Um, we're never sitting there in, in meetings saying, you know, this is what's going to happen. This is what we think is going to happen. We're always coming back to the historical data and kind of communicating that we have been here before. And we were only here, obviously, for a different type of downturn, but we we're only in a downturn a few years ago. And then it was only a few years before that and kind of reiterating that, you know, this is just a sort of same story, different time and we've been here before and we'll get through it again. And I think um, much to your point, Josh, having those illustrations of that historical data and specifically how markets have recovered in different periods and after different types of different market downturns, I think they've found a lot of comfort in that.
1: Yeah, I think it, it comes back to, you know, COVID seems so far long ago when it was only really 12 months ago. But, but you know, sometimes people's his, history and memory is a bit short. So just reminding them that, and as Nick says, this is not the first time you know, we've had two world wars, we've had the global financial crisis, um, all these events historically, and over time we've always bounced back. And I think once clients are remembered of that simple fact, um, you know, they take a lot of comfort with that.
0: Did you make you did it? One, I suppose, at any point in time where you thought, hey, maybe, um, maybe, maybe we're off track, maybe we should be doing something differently. Bonds were a big challenge, particularly at the start of the year, um, and didn't get much easier. Um, you know, crypto, we were, we, were, we were staying with a very very strict philosophy where we avoid new things like that. Um, was there any point in time where, you know, you thought, hey, maybe we, we are missing out on something here. Maybe we should be putting, getting this out of portfolios or we should be looking somewhere else? Or-
1: yeah, I suppose it's
2: it's always easy to sort of second guess yourself a little bit, especially when bonds are down you know, as much as they were. That's never an easy one to swallow. But I think over time, um, as much as those doubts might creep in here and there, I think over time those sort of doubts kind of answer themselves, and I think that's what we've really seen in the last couple of months. You know, there's obviously that period there where, yeah, sure, you kind of think, "Oh, should we've got out of bonds?" Um, but obviously, you know, as with our investment committee, um, a few of the listeners might have known, we have Dr. Steve Garth who comes in and sort of reiterate some of our investment philosophy with us, um, and yeah, really coming back to that. If we just stay disciplined, the uh, the market will, and our underlying investment philosophy will reward us. And that's what we have seen over the last couple of months. Uh, The market's really bounced back and our investors have really sort of reaped the benefits of that coming back.
1: Yeah, I think you're right, Nick. In terms of, we've probably neglected to mention in in this podcast so far, but this whole challenge in the last year has been the fact that, sure, equities are down, but bonds are down as well. And they're not down by a couple of percent, they're down by, you know, Global bonds are down the more than 10%. So we've had that unique challenge as well this year. And, you know, it's what happened only five times since the early 1930s where, where they've both been down together and never to this magnitude. So that's been a, a, quite a challenge in itself, but we've been able to communicate quite effectively, you know, the, the rarity and the uniqueness of this situation. Um, and I think that's been really good for us personally as well, um, given it was such a unique situation. Um, but yeah it's um it's been good
0: yeah it doesn't get too much more challenging when you've got all asset classes down at once like it's uh, it's tough enough when you might just have one sector down but to have it all all heading south and and yeah, and a long way south like minus under 10% is a big drop for any day of the week but for every asset class so um it certainly was a, a tough one and there certainly in the middle of the year there it was uh there it was it was it was pretty tough going um I mean, you've obviously learned a lot this year. Um, it's a, it's a constant learning process about managing money and and how to relate that back to clients. One thing we we lean on a lot is coming back to our investment philosophy. So I thought if you just want to share a little bit about how we, how, I suppose, how we manage that. Like it's it's a very strong philosophy. But how do we how do we keep that in check? And how do we internally? Um, how do we keep that in check? Because our emotions get can get in the way as well. Like the last thing we want is. Is wavering from that, and then ruining the whole story for clients by suddenly, you know, you know what, we're going just going to, we're just going to dive into, some, you know, obscure investment, and that 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 just ruins it almost in in one second. So how do, yeah, how do how do we manage that internally? How do we manage? How do we process that? How do, how do we decide about different investments and, and know, yeah, manage this, particularly in a year like this year, manage these um the, the that process, in what's been probably one of the most challenging years.
1: I think I think the main thing. The most important thing is to stay educated and to your question earlier is, you know, constantly look for alternatives, which we have been doing. So we're not just naive to the fact or we don't have the blinkers on saying our philosophy is the only philosophy. We are exploring those alternatives, but when we're exploring those alternatives, we're we're benchmarking it to our philosophy and we're benchmarking it to the data that we currently have and are using um, and saying, right, is this going to deliver more value to the client at the end of the day? And when we compare the data, we just come and we always circle back to the same conclusion is, no, it's not. So why would we go down that route when um, our philosophy is providing the same value, if not more value uh, than the alternatives? Uh, So I think it's staying educated, but also not having the blinkers on exploring alternatives, um, but doing your research and comparing those alternatives to the current strategy.
2: Yeah, I think um, just to add to that, Josh, I think it's it's funny because, you know, as you mentioned, Josh, there's that education piece for us and, and we actually place a lot of emphasis on to our clients as well, trying to educate them about our investment philosophy. And, you know, a big part of that is the three things that we always kind of emphasize, you know, whether you're a new client coming through or your existing client will always return to these principles and that's managing your emotions, fo- focusing, what you can, uh, focusing on what you can control and remaining disciplined. And really, over the last period, we've seen all of those three. If we wish, we have done. We've satisfied all of those sort of criteria. Um, but getting it towards the end of sort of a challenging period, we can really see where those really those three values are really really important. Um, you know, going back to just remaining disciplined. If we're talking about from a portfolio sense, we've been meeting with clients over the last couple of weeks that you know after this entire year of lots of noise in the media, market downturn, they're down a couple percent for the year. Um, you know, if you were to think, I'd go back three months ago where the market was at its lowest, there's all this noise in the media, to think that you'd be sitting coming into the end of the year down one to two percent, you know, it's pretty remarkable really. And, and that really comes back down to that, um, that sort of principle of remaining disciplined, not varying from your approach. We're investing for the long term, we're not investing for tomorrow.
0: Yeah, that's great. I mean I think um I think it's important for um you know, for clients to know that as well. that's a very disciplined approach. If we lose our discipline then it as I said it ruins the whole whole story. So, um in a year like this year where you've just gotta to stick to that, um, you know, stick to that what we can control. Um, always lean back on, on that on that data and the research, but we've got an open mind. I mean, there's always things out there we don't know and we're happy to look at that, but it's gotta come back to does it make sense for clients and is it gonna add value for clients and um, and it's a pretty pretty strict process for anything to um, to change that philosophy. here. Yeah. Well, that's been um, really good, guys. As uh, as always, I gave you a lot of time to prep, so you've done really well. Um, <laughs> um, thanks for that. Is there any any final comments? Anything else you wanted to add before we um, before we sign off?
2: Uh, yeah, look, it's. I think just from an overall year perspective, you know, I've been in the industry for you know a bit over two and a half years now with Josh and. And yourself, Nigel, and, you know, as you, as you touched on the beginning, Josh, you know, we've seen so many different sort of different market conditions over the last couple of years and, we you know, we barely even touched on the crypto today, but there's obviously that sort of part where that boomed and we've happened to that. So there's so many different avenues of conversation. But I think it's just been from an education perspective. I think we've, you know, it's been good to see the sort of very different marketing conditions over the last couple of years to sort of, you know, equip us with the sort of skill set of conversations that we can hopefully carry forward.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's been a very... Long two and a half years in a lot of ways, being the middle of COVID, but you know the different market events that we, we've, we've witnessed—be a, a massive bull market, a massive bear market—but also that crypto space that's just come in between there, just absolutely out of nowhere and blindsided everyone. Um, really, you know, it's tested a lot of people and the discipline. Uh, but I think it reaffirms a lot of the philosophy in, in what we do and. Um, I think that just gives a better story for when we talk to clients, and more evidence um, to to robust our philosophy in our conversations, um, and to communicate them why we do what we do.
0: Well, that's great. Well, thanks for um, you know all your hard work, but also the fact that you've come in and you've you've been willing enough to to challenge these processes as well, which is which is exactly what it needs. These things need to be questioned and challenged along the way. Um, I'm not going to promise it gets any easier from here. I can't, I, can't, I can't forecast what markets look like in the first couple of years, but you'd expect after a couple of tough, year, tough years, it might be a bit calmer. But who knows? You're in, um, you're in good stead now. You've, uh, you've managed to get through some of the, the toughest years in the last 30, 40 years. So um, at least you're, uh, you're ready for whatever comes. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks. Um, thanks, Nick. Thanks, Josh. Um, that's awesome. I think everyone will enjoy um, hearing your, your side of the story and your experience. And I appreciate you uh, being interviewed. You've been listening to the Future Financial Advisor. So if you've been enjoying the show, please make sure to share it with your network and leave a review on your favorite listening platform. Or if you've got some ideas or thoughts or would like to come on as a guest or know someone who would be a great guest, then please let me know. To learn more about CNTM, just go to our website, cntm.com.au or look me up on LinkedIn. Look forward to speaking with you. And see you on the next episode.